Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Football Social Daily. Premier League podcast. Imagine if you fell into a deep sleep 10 years ago and you only just woke up today. The beautiful game? You wouldn't recognise it. Five substitutions, video assistant refereeing, and now blue cards. Why can't the powers that be just leave our game alone? The blue card debate has raged over the last day or so as sin bins are set to be introduced into football. But will this latest innovation actually work? We'll discuss that on today's Football Social Daily, the award-winning Premier League podcast. My name's Niall and as always joined by Joel Tudor and Marley Anderson. But first of all... <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. Yeah, because the Undertaker good. had glasses. <laughs> uh, the Underfaker over there. <laughs> yes, that is the Undertaker's theme music, and you don't have deja vu from around 18 days ago, where on Football Social Daily we started the podcast with that very music to mark the return of Ivan Tony to Brentford. Of course, the Bees played the music of the legendary wrestler, the Undertaker, in the stadium before Tony's return. But last night, we heard it on a football pitch yet again, and the man himself was actually there. I think it's time for an emergency. Get in the sea. (laughs) How can you get that in the sea? Come on. Undertaker coming out of retirement. That should be applauded. 
Marley, just explain to everyone who's listening what the hell happened last night in Saudi Arabia. God, if you're yeah, if you're wondering, it was um, obviously this is this is the Saudis all like all over. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a game. It was Cristiano Ronaldo's Al Nasser um, against Al Halal in the the keenly contested, as we all know, Riyadh Season Cup, the one everyone every child wants to win when they're growing up. Um, and it's basically a pre-season game. I think it's their version of the um, the Community Shield. And for some random reason, they brought out the Undertaker just randomly. Teams are lining up on the pitch. The Undertaker comes out. His music hits. He's in full kit. You know, he's got the 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 trench coat and the um the singlet and the uh, the hat, and he does his full routine. And he comes out and he uh, unveils the trophy. And I mean, if I was ten years old <laughs> and you know dreaming up a dream scenario for a football game, I'd probably put the Undertaker in there. I'll probably get Kane interfering in mid-match as well. I'm surprised he didn't go that far, but that is that is what the Saudis have done. And hey, it's it's funny. It can get in the sea, but it's funny because we we don't take that league seriously as yet. And if when they're bringing out the Undertaker uh, and his music's hitting and the, the stadium's going dark and Cristiano Ronaldo's just laughing like, "What am I doing here?" Um, it's hilarious to be fair. It's got us talking though, Joel. That's for sure. And. Marley mentioned Riyadh's season and there's kind of been like this sort of mini sport festival happening over in Saudi Arabia. We know how much the Saudis are interested in getting involved in professional sport. We've seen it with them taking over Newcastle United in one guise or another. But this is like the crossover that nobody knew that they wanted or needed. <laughs> when Marley was just describing, you know, one of them coming on the pitch, you could just imagine someone's through on goal and the Undertaker just grabs him in a choke slam. Just like, nah, you ain't going through. <laughs> just choke slams him on the floor. <laughs> Do you know what, though? At the start of the show, when I said, if you were in a coma for the last 10 years and you woke up today, you wouldn't know what's happened to football. We'll come on to the blue cards thing in a bit. But if you woke up and the first football match you saw was the Saudi Arabian Professional League, Cristiano Ronaldo is playing and the Undertaker is presenting in the trophy you'd be thinking am I still in this coma or is this actually real I'd be saying five more minutes five more minutes I don't want to wait but this is ridiculous um, you know what this is not the first stunt that Saudi has pulled in a sporting event if anyone watches the boxing I think was it the Fiori against Francis Ngannou fight where the stage came up from the floor and then they all just kind of waited for it to come out and then they went into that stage they just want to produce like the biggest show on earth the Undertaker was a bit random. I thought initially it was because Ronaldo was injured for a game and they thought that he, he was returned after one game. So I guess we need to bring The Undertaker in to kind of make it, you know, about him. To be honest, though, I disagree with you getting the C. I think that's absolutely legendary stuff. If we get to see Undertaker for one more time, I'm happy with that. Oh, granted, he's not going to be fighting anyone. But I mean, I wouldn't like... Who, who would you like him to choke slam as like a, a world football grudge? Neil Morpe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Sean Dyche in two knee braces and some black trunks and just <laughs> being the stone cold lookalike he really is. <laughs> I feel like he would have a dress up like Mick Foley, you know, the one with the sock on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> in the suit. I don't know why he just. Uh, if it, oh, God, there's too many people for me to pick for an Undertaker to choke slam. What about Jordan Henderson, actually? <laughs> That'd be a good one. He wasn't in Saudi long enough. He got out there ASAP, didn't he? He, got the, he knew he was <laughs> he coming. He knew he was yeah. coming. That's why he heard the ringing and he was like, I'm yeah. getting a plane out of it. He heard this. <laughs> He's like, agent, 
get me to Amsterdam. Like, he just heard that bell and he was like, nah, that's it, I'm gone, I'm gone. Yet again, <laughs> professional football surprising us in one way or another. And next on FSD, we're going to get stuck into the big debate, which has been talked about by so many people on social media and in the press over the last day or so. And that is the fact that blue cards, yes, we've got yellow cards, we've got red cards. Now blue cards are set to be trialled and introduced into the game. What do they do? What does it mean? And will it work? We'll try and go through all of that next on FSD. See you after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Football Social Daily, an award-winning Premier League podcast. My name's Niall, joined by Joel Tudor and Marley Anderson, as always. And if you like the podcast, why not hit subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your shows? And that way, when we release a new episode, you won't miss it. You can also keep in touch with us via the social media channels. Links are in the description and the Telegram group as well, which is free to join. So come and join the conversation there. Now, boys, time to talk about blue cards. I feel like this is not the first time we've heard some sort of discussion, Joel, about there being a potential sin bin in professional football. We've mentioned orange cards in the past where there's been contentious red card decisions, contentious sendings off. And we've gone, well, it's probably more than a yellow, but not quite a red. So is there a place for an orange card? Well, now we've gone to blue cards where sin bins will be introduced into the game just explain a little bit more about what the blue card is what it will do and whether you agree with it yeah so it's a almost like a 10 minute sin bin which can be for dissent it can be for swearing at the referee it can be a foul which doesn't quite equal a red card but they need to go off the pitch for 10 minutes it's basically just a a way for them to not have to make such a dramatic decision of sending someone off for the entirety of the game and just basically remove them from the pitch for 10 minutes. Just as a question, because I'm not a massive rugby fan, I know they have a sim bin, but either of you, if you know, they have 15 players per side, if I'm not mistaken. How does a sim bin affect a game in rugby when you have that many players, and does it affect Massively. it at all? Massively. Yeah, because um, because you're in a line, if you think about rugby, when they're coming at each other in lines, if you've got a gap in that line of one man, you've got a gap. So you're at a massive disadvantage. So when you don't have the ball, 
that gap in your line is there to break. Um, so one guy in that line has two men to mark. So if you if you work it that way and you work the overload to that side, um, I seen I seen a little bit of research actually saying that it's um, it usually leads to between seven and ten points for the um, for the team with an extra man on on average. Um, so it really works in rugby. Um, to answer your question. Okay, so if it works there, I'm just thinking in football, the reason why I'm not massively keen on it is because one, there's less players, which means there'll be even more of an impact depending on which player it is. It's be like going down to 10 men and when a team goes down to 10 men, it, it feels like an entirely different game, doesn't it? I think I would like to see what kind of situations it would occur in because it would have to be something that would have to be really bad for them to say you cannot be on the pitch any longer. But I can imagine, let's say it was a game between Man United and Liverpool and Virgil van Dijk is off the pitch for 10 minutes for dissent. I can imagine that Liverpool players would try and drag out those 10 minutes as long as they possibly can, whether it's someone feigning an injury for five minutes, whether it's holding up the ball in the corner or, you know, really dragging out the game. I can imagine that would be the case so they can get him back on the pitch. And it, I feel like it would just ruin the whole flow of the game for me. Maybe it needs to not be 10 minutes. Maybe it can be five minutes, but then I feel like there'd be you know, so waste much... five minutes from three throw-ins pretty much and, and two goal kicks, yeah. Yeah, yeah or a goal kick. They've, they've, they've worked out it takes about 30 seconds just for a goal kick on its own. Imagine that. Five minutes is gone in the blink of an eye. It is a difficult one. I feel like it just doesn't work with this game. Because if you're, if you're going to send someone off, sure. But then I know there are sending offs where you think that wasn't quite a sending off. And then you think a yellow card should have been a sending off. So we already have kind of blurred lines in our card system anyway, really, when you think about it. Even with the dissent decisions, you know, where they've brought this new rule in of if you swear at the referee, I can't remember which player it was earlier in the season. I can't remember if it was a Tottenham player or a Brentford player. Somebody got booked twice, didn't they? Yeah, and it was really, it was so harsh. And then he got sent off and everyone was thinking, was that, really two yellow cards it wasn't just so I think for now we still need to quite define what the card system actually is because I don't really know what a yellow card or a red card is myself so I don't know what a blue card would constitute I think the blue card is it not more for things like descent and time wasting that people get yellow cards for now and I know you kind of just mentioned it there but obviously in rugby we see sin bins marley a lot of the time for people back chatting the referee you know, don't talk back to the ref, otherwise you're spending 10 minutes on the side. And I feel like maybe this is the approach that professional football is trying to take with this blue card. Maybe. I think in, in rugby, you see it for dangerous tackles, um, which is incredibly harsh. If you watch rugby, sometimes if you, you will get Simbin for a high tackle um, and sometimes the player has slipped um, and it's not always like... Um, cynical and you haven't always meant this so sometimes you can hit someone with a high tackle because they slip as they go into your contact so you hit them high and then you get sent off for, for 10 minutes and it as, as we said before it affects the game but um with football I mean they've said they've been trialing it at, at different um areas at different levels of the game and stuff and obviously I play Sunday league and we do get sim bins quite a lot um my team get a fair few sim bins we've got a couple of lads who just can't shut up <laughs> Um, and tell the referee what they want. I nearly got one a couple of weeks ago, actually, because I asked the referee why why he sent our lad to the sin bin. It was because, basically, like, there was their player on the floor, and he was trying to kick the ball, um, and our player tried to close him down on the floor, and he sort of jumped towards him with two feet together, but, like, just to plant his feet to stop himself getting nutmegged, uh, and the kid screamed, 
um, and the referee said um, said it's a free kick, and sin binned him. So th- there was an argument between like our captain, the ref, and stuff like what what's that for? Um, and I didn't hear it, so I said to the ref, "What what's that for?" Um, and he said, "Oh, um, accumulation of fouls." And I went, "Accumulation of fouls at Sunday League? That's that's unheard of. Like, if you're going to give a f- you know have that rule in." in football and he was like well oh, that's the rules and I was like yeah mate a Premier League level accumulation of fouls to stop the game because it's a high quality game and all that stuff uh, and he, he started he started giving me he was like well well if you're going to argue with me then I'll put you in the sim bin as well and I was like oh my god what is the what is the point in this I can't also let my team go down to nine men uh, we were 1-0 down at the time as well so it's happened it happens for referee abuse at, at that level I don't think that happens. Um, I don't think it happens that much at Premier League level. I know it does happen, but you know you usually see it swiftly dealt with. I I think. Um, but these, I mean, one of the the reasons that they're talking about bringing it in is because uh, to stop very tactical, cynical fouls. So if you're on a if you're on a breakaway and you pull a shirt, or you 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 know you run running behind someone and you ankle tap them and trip them up. You're off for ten minutes, but I, I, I think that that isn't enough of a punishment—a yellow card. Because there's that saying, isn't that you take a yellow card there? You just get, you just take the yellow card. Like everybody does it. Defensive midfielders are terrible for it because they're the ones if they know um, that you're in behind them, they just clip it. Why do blue? Why do two blues make a red then? That doesn't make any sense to me. How can two blues make a red and then two yellows also make a red? Like, are we, are we grading the cards by? severity of the offence because if blue's worse than yellow why is two yellows equal to a red and so will two blues be equal to a red i, d- I just don't get it and like a blue and a yellow so like you get one yellow and one blue does that mean you stay on like it's just complex no you you go off it's a, it's a combination so you once you come back from a blue you're essentially on a yellow um so if you do anything you still walk in the tightrope so to speak but i i i'm not i'm not against it I never expected it to happen um, because I don't think the game desperately needs changing. But if you want to change it, and you know, they obviously they do, and they want to get more punishment, and I think a lot of people do agree that um, these cynical fouls they they do ruin the game. And I know it's game management and it's clever and it's it's very Jose Mourinho to to take a little uh, a cheeky yellow card and stuff. But I do I do agree that that needs more punishment than just accepting a yellow because what is a yellow card it's not a fine you might get fined by the fa like sunday league you get fined 12 pound 50 by the fa for every yellow card you get however at premier league level that doesn't work because they're all on at least 50k a week and it, it doesn't touch the sides is that not just part of the game though the fact that we get cynical yellows i don't think that there's that much of a problem with it to warrant bringing in blue cards and sin bins I think you do see it every now and again, but you don't see it often enough to think, oh, that player was running through. That's not fair. What what about, for example, like, you know, these, you know, these like two footed challenges that don't, that don't break someone's leg, but very nearly do. Like, is that a yellow card or is that a red card? There's so much, there's so much gray area there. Like, oh, he could, he could have hurt him, but it was reckless, but not dangerous. And it was only. But that's the point I raised at the very start, though, which is that that's about the that's the laws being implemented. Then we've got a problem with how the laws are implemented with the cards we have right now. Exactly. The issue is not yellow cards, blue cards, or red cards. It's the referees. The referees aren't good enough. 
We wouldn't need a blue card if referees were good enough. I don't, I, the laws aren't good enough, though. Well, IFAB are set to make terrible. an announcement today, we're told, about this or about something to do with this. So we'll see what happens there. And then I think FIFA have got their annual conference in a couple of weeks' time. Infantino, I think, is supposed to be making some sort of statement. Today I feel blue. <laughs> I say the same thing. Today I feel like a blue card. All right. All right, Gianni. I feel like... <laughs> You can't say that now. We've got to say today I feel like. Today I feel like the powers that be are just messing too much in the game. Messing too much. They, they've got their grubby fingerprints all over it. There's definitely that that approach. There's too to much it, too yeah. soon, isn't there? It, when you've got VAR being implemented, let's get that right first. And then we can bring in something else, which is as complex. You can imagine if 10 minutes go by, Pep Guardiola's got his City player off and the other team score. At the end of the game, they'll be thinking, that wasn't dissent. He turned around and just said a word behind the referee's back. And now he's off the pitch and now they've scored and now it influences the game. Let's just go one step at a time because as we found out with all these new rules that get implemented in football, it probably takes a good decade just to adjust and tweak and understand what works, what doesn't. I know they're going through trials now, but when it gets converted into the high level where there's a lot at stake and a lot of consequence because of that, it's a different ball game in, in, in its entirety. And I think sometimes people don't realise how powerful the executives at FIFA or UEFA or IFAB actually are because in the palm of their hand, they have got the most popular sport on planet Earth. And they're tweaking it and messing with it like it's some sort of toy. The rules of football have changed gradually over the last 150 years or however old the game is. But when you see people like Arsene Wenger, and we've discussed this on FSD in previous seasons, come out and say that he wants to replace throw-ins with kick-ins and that games should be made 20 minutes shorter because kids don't have the attention span. And so they try and come up with these radical ways to keep kids entertained. Like I said at the top of the show, why can't they just leave the game alone? Like, what's the precedent for this? What what's the, what's the tipping point that's made people go, we need a blue card? Where's it come from? It's just come out of thin air. Old man yells at cloud. It's true. Where's it come from? <laughs> Where have people been crying out for an additional card in football? I've not seen any of it. Whereas when it comes to goal line technology and VAR, in all fairness, even though I disagree with VAR and always have from the very start, there was clamour for both of those things, Joel. I've not seen anyone moaning on social media about the need for an additional card. I've not seen it in the press. I've seen it absolutely no managers have said anything about it. It's just completely come out of nowhere. And that's what I don't get. And and, and let's be clear as well, this is like preliminary. This is base level in terms of just an idea. It's not like it's going to be implemented 100%. Well, they say that they might trial it in some of the women's competitions and some of the cup competitions in the men's game. They said the same thing with VAR. We're going to trial VAR. Trial just means it's coming on a on a timescale. Yeah, just accept it. I've never seen I've never seen a trial get trialed and then binned. Not all the time though, because like Niall said with Larson Wenger's ideas of, you know, kicking throw-ins and those offsides where the last limb is onside and the rest of your body can be uh, away from the player. I think with football you've got to be so careful because you don't want to become too modern to the point where you don't recognize the game anymore. But then you don't want, you also want to make sure that the rules are kind of moving along with the times, which is, is necessary. I mean, if you look at football rules 100 years ago to now, it probably shouldn't, it was kind of ridiculous of the rules then compared to now. But then when you look at right now, for me, I'll always maintain that the rules that they implement, the laws of the game, they're just not consistent enough. And that's probably the error that we're at right now where 
you know, when every weekend we're constantly all complaining about what constitutes a yellow card, what constitutes a handball, what constitutes an offside, all these different things that are still such grey areas to the point where if you bring in a blue card, we've just got another ocean of problems to deal with. And then it just creates even more pressure on the referees because they're the ones who are going to have to implement it and they're the ones who are going to have to be dishing it out. So I think they're the ones that are the most open to this. And I say that I haven't seen any commentary from reporters or journalists or fans or managers or players. Maybe it's the referees. Maybe they're the ones that are calling for this blue card. And a lot of them have said, we need to reduce the amount of dissent in the game. I agree. Some of the abuse referees get is absolutely unacceptable. Marley mentioned it. Some of the Sunday League referees get dogs abuse and they don't deserve it. Some of them do. Not the thoughts of Football Social Daily, the thoughts of Marley Anderson. I'm sorry. It, 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 like, I just thought, I just remembered then the Diogo Dallo one with Michael Oliver. And in the moment, he had such a flipping emotional reaction that he sent him off with a second yellow card. And Dallo was right. And D- Dallo didn't, yeah, Dallo, Dallo didn't really do much. So what are you going to do then? If, if, if a, a referee makes a really poor decision and all the players are crowding around him, swearing at him, is that three blue cards? Are they all going off the pitch then? Because you've got to make it uniform, don't you? With that Dallow situation, it's a good point, actually. He got sent off, so he missed the rest of the match. Whereas under the new rules, the blue card, you would have only have missed 10 minutes for that instead of the whole game. In reality, he shouldn't have missed any minutes because I don't think he did anything wrong. Actually, fact, no, it would, have been a, it would have been a second blue, wouldn't it? So he would have been off anyway. But do you see my point? Yeah, no, 100%. So in that circumstance, it, it would have benefited United. It would have benefited the play, but... They've already, I think, reduced dissent by the fact that they are willing to give a yellow card for dissent now quick, quite quickly. If you remember at the start of the season when it first implemented and you saw players, captains of teams, when a player would come over for a foul, he'd be like, no, 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 go away, go away. The captains have almost got the responsibility now to say, you are going to ruin our team's chances if you go and swear at the referee. Surely that's enough of a deterrent, I think, to kind of stop that. And I also think one of the reasons why referees are a bit more for this is because it reduces their accountability for changing a game. So like you've just said now, Diogo, Diogo Dallo got sent off for that and then Michael Oliver got ridiculous amounts of abuse and questions about him following that game. If that was a blue card and he went off for 10 minutes, there wouldn't even be half of the scrutiny unless the other team went and scored, of course, then there'd be questions about it. But it just reduces, I think, the responsibility and the accountability of a referee because they're not almost completely impacting a game by sending someone off. They're just reducing it, reducing the severity, let's say. So maybe it would work on their part. But again, I can just think of so many circumstances where you've got two, three players swearing at the referee or you know pulling their hands up in uh, like an infant and then suddenly he's got to implement the laws that are new, which is, is it a blue card or not? Do you think that it also passes responsibility off of the referees and more onto the players? Do you think players and managers need to take more responsibility for their actions on the pitch now that they know that the rules have tightened up? Does that then pass responsibility onto the players and coaches to behave themselves? I suppose so, but it's been like that for a while, hasn't it, really? Um, we all know that you shouldn't, you, sh- you should get punished if, if, you abuse the ref or you, you know, throw the ball away or kick the ball away or whatever. So I don't know. Um, for me, I, I think there is there is scope for this blue card to come in um, in situations. However, the one thing, the one thing that I will say is the one thing that ha- absolutely has to change 
if we're going to introduce a blue card, is the 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 timekeeping of the game. It needs to the clock needs to stop whenever the ball goes out, whenever the ball goes dead, because as Joel said before, and we touched upon, we're just going to get oh we're down to ten men, we'll just time waste, and oh the goalie will go down injured, so the game has to stop, and the physios will come on. And then there's two or three minutes and then the ball goes out of play three times and that's another minute and a half. And all of a sudden, you know, Bruno Fernandes has only had four and a half minutes of actual football off the field because he's called the referee every Portuguese name you could possibly think of. Do you know how many bookings he's had for descent since he made his debut four years ago? Oh, God. 13. 13, yeah. Is it? Oh, what a guess. 13. Yeah. <laughs> Secret Bruno Fernandes fan over <laughs> 13. Four of them this season. And you know who's got the most of all time? All time. Uh, Bookings for descent in the Premier League. Drogba. Wayne Rooney with 15. Yeah, that Rooney. makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Brilliant. And then surprisingly, the Bournemouth goalkeeper Neto has got quite a few as well. I think he's been booked six times since he's Gotta made his Bournemouth wasting. debut for Descent. I don't six. know, does time-wasting count as Descent? I think it does, I'm not sure. I was just thinking then, you know when Chelsea played Barcelona in 2009? That, oh my God. Imagine if blue cards were in play. You just have the whole team on the touchline <laughs> just waiting to come out after 10 It'd minutes. It'd just be like Ricardo Carvalho <laughs> against Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. As one certain striker said, it's disgrace yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's a different story for another day so overall then lads just to wind down on today's football social daily blue cards yes or no which camp are you in joel i'm in the let's get it right first in terms of the rules that we've already got and let's streamline them and make sure everyone knows what is black and white first then we can start maybe introducing it but i just don't see i, I understand marley's points but i genuinely don't see the scope for it being needed that is the equivalent of going into a polling station and drawing a massive <laughs> of your ballot paper instead of actually ticking a instead of actually ticking a box no, 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 so no. let me ask you again if the general election for introducing blue cards was tomorrow morning and you had to walk into a polling station and put your slip in the box are you voting yes for blue cards or no for blue cards i was giving you an explanation yeah you're being of too diplomatic in the but i mean now, of course, no, okay. it is not necessary. But in the future, I'm open to discussion. Sounds good. Marley? I'm putting yes. However... There's no there however on a boating pallet, ballot. Yes, and a, put it in the box. You can't even see it, mate. A boating <laughs> pallet. <laughs> what on earth is that? <laughs> um, look, we need to... There is scope for it, and we can make it work. However, we've proved with VAR that even if something can work, we don't make it work. So I'm happy to 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 have a go at it, um, but there is um, there is no sort of case of us introducing a rule and everyone being happy with it because we've made a mess of VAR um, and all sorts of you know we're still going on every week. VAR's always getting thrown in the sea because there's all kinds of mistakes. Um, so if we can get it right, yeah, and if we change the the clock to actually be ten minutes of football that you miss, then fine. I was going to say, that's the only time Marley Anderson's ever voted blue in his life. Political allegiance, I'll vote red every time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it for Football Social Daily. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow. We'll be back next week on Monday with reflections on the weekend's Premier League action. But for myself, Marley and Joel, that's it. There's only one way to leave you.
Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network.